when you can work your aggression out on a pad, I think it's a stress release. It makes you feel better. Yeah. Right. So, and then you don't have to prove anything. If you have a bit of confidence, you know you could defend yourself to to some level. You don't have to go be a dick and go prove it. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. I know I always say this on nearly every show, but I'm blessed to have like wonderful people in my life. He's just one of the coolest guys I know, and he is easily one of my favourite people on the planet. And he's a true rock and roller. Trust me, this guy's story is unbelievable. It's the one and only Jason Peterson Delaire. There. Hey, Mick. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Great to be in the UK. Yeah. Over here on tour with Michael Bolton. Oh, good. You only found out last night. You didn't realise what an air grab was, did you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> the air grab's the way forward. And uh, what's happened is Birmingham's loss is our game because Michael's. Uh, not feeling too great at the moment, so uh, we've got a bit of a night out, a bit, bit of a night off. Me too. Instead of doing a big uh, soft pop concert, I get to hang out with, with Mick Tully. <laughs> soft pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's at the Birmingham Symphony Hall. It's sold out. Yeah, Trust it was. me. I, I, I've said this to a few people when people say to me, so one of your friends is the sax player and the keyboard player. Yeah, but it's Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton sells out everywhere. You, you've done some big shows with him, right? Absolutely. What's he, the biggest show do you think you've done uh, with him? I think we played a uh, we played a New Year's Eve gig in Romania, and it was freezing cold. It was like twenty degrees, literally outside. Really? And there were probably thirty five thousand people there. Jesus. So that's probably the the biggest show I ever did was with Prince, though. I was uh, I was playing with Carmen Electra's band back in the early nineties, <laughs> and so Carmen was Prince's girlfriend at the time. Yeah. I played in Carmen's band, and then he took us all on tour with him. Yeah. And we opened up the Diamonds and Pearls tour. So we played uh, RDS, which is a big uh, football soccer stadium yeah. in Dublin, and there must have been fifty thousand. Jesus, how old were you when you were on tour? I was 22. Man, so you're on tour with, and like, Prince was like at the height of his libido powers then, right? That guy was unbelievable. And you're a 22 year old guy on the road with Carmen Electra. And I know you've told me stories that we can't share. (laughs) If only I'd love to, right? right. But yeah, we'll we'll save them for the book, right? We'll save them for the book. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so what we should talk a little bit about martial arts, right? So how did you get started in martial arts? I had a couple of friends in Minneapolis. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, a guy named uh, Mark Graves, yeah, a good friend of mine, yeah, and Tino. And these guys used to try to get me doing hubud, and they'd uh, come here and they'd throw a shot at me, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really know what they were doing. But they said, why don't you come down and meet Rick Fay, our teacher? And this must have been 1991. Yeah. And they brought me down. I got to meet Rick, and Greg was there. Greg Nelson at cool. the time. Monster. Drake Ritchie. Another monster. Uh, Dave Kaiser. Another monster. So some of my old school brothers. But anyway, uh, I fell in love with martial arts then. Uh, I initially got into it just really to try to get in better shape. Yeah. Uh, before I went on the tour with Prince. And I remember saying that. I want to try to get in better shape. Man. Yeah. So I went into Rick's gym and, uh, you know, got knocked around a little bit and learned the right way. Which you do, yeah. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought that uh, a refurbished car garage on yeah. Chicago Avenue could be such a cool place, eh? I, I'm going back. 
That, oh, that was before, right? I'm going back, way back. 91, he had a he had a gym. It was above uh, a Thai restaurant. Oh, that was the one where you had to go upstairs. Yes. You'd go upstairs, and it was this funky gym. Right. And, you know, fell in love with the martial arts then, and it's it's really become a, a lifelong thing for me. It's just like music. You know, I'm not as good at the martial arts as I am music, but I'm working on it, and it's it's one of those things where... If I go on tour for a few months, thankfully I have a great teacher like Rick and the school in Minneapolis that I can come back home and train. It's yeah. always there. Yeah. So I can pick it back up. It takes me a while. You know, they say, talk about the comeback. Yes. It always <laughs> takes a little bit to get the cardio. Yeah, but you get the step, you get, get that step back. Get, you never lose the shot. I don't think you just lose the ability to throw that shot as many times. That's yeah, true. Because when you're at the height of your powers, you, you're jackhammer, you can jackhammer away. And then right. when you get back, you're like, after about four of them. But, yeah, if you've got four shots that can drop somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had four fights in my life. Right. Like, real fights. Sure. Like to, for that, you know, that, that warrant that sort of, you know, a that, real, that, a that, that amount. Yeah, the real one, yeah. yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need it. Well, hopefully we don't, no, you but, know. Well, yeah, we talked about this last night. We were talking about how you use this. It makes you a better. It makes you a better person. Absolutely. And it makes you a better version of the person you're supposed to be. I think. Yeah. You know, because you got you always have an idea. You, I bet when you first started out, you had an idea where your life was going to go, right? Sure. Yeah. And then when you're getting on the road a little bit, it sort of meanders and goes. Yeah. One thing you learn, I think, and this is just life in general. You do have a, a preconceived notion of what you'd like to have happen in your life, but 99.9 percent .9 of the time it's different than you envisioned it. Right? Yeah. I think so it's best to just do what you do to the best of your abilities. Use the talents that God gave you, work them, yeah. and be the best you can, and then you get taken on this pretty amazing journey. It, well, the, you know, you know that it, it sounds really cliched, but I wouldn't want to, I, I, yeah, I know personally where, where it's taken me. But, you know, I, I would have ended up in a much darker place, I think. No question yeah. about that. Yeah. And, you know, it might have been fun getting there, but it's like anywhere, you know? Yeah. It's like going to Mexico. Mexico's great until you realize you have to spend more than a day there, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, sure. that's the dark thing. So what parts of the martial arts, what is it that you really enjoy? Well, I really like, uh, I like Thai boxing. Uh, Who doesn't? Right. Yeah. I like uh, the Filipino martial arts, Kali. Yeah. Uh, I really like JKD and the Jun Fon uh, concepts. Yeah. And uh, that's primarily what I work on. Uh, I've been working on more trapping, more who bud, more trapping. I was trapping. on the receiving end of this last night. You, you, you referenced a few times Bruce to the guys when you were talking about what Bruce Lee was talking about. And, you know, we're both huge fans of Danny Nosanto, yeah. huge fans of Rick Fay. And a lot of people don't realize I'm not a huge fan of Bruce Lee, but. I think his philosophy has is the test of time now has proven that this guy was way ahead of the curve, eh? Absolutely. What what is it? What is it? Did you like about the way you know, just the way he he looked at stuff? I think what's really interesting and great about Bruce's perspective was he was always exploring ways to get better. Yeah. Whether it was in another martial art. It was ways to develop his body, his attributes. He was always looking to make a better version of himself. And I think that's really the most important thing. I mean, he was obviously a great fighter, but I think what's 
transcended through Guru Dan and Rick Fay is they use that to to make us better people yeah. through through martial arts. Yeah, you know, by by training and you know working on things that maybe you're not great at. You know, like I'm exactly. not. I don't really know much about grappling, but I've been starting to try to do a little CSW just because I know I need to work on that and see lot and things like that. My favorite thing to do is just hit something hard, right? <laughs> I know. I'm on the receive. I've been. On, right. I was on the receiving end of this last night. But you know, as we were talking about in class yesterday, I had the opportunity to train with your group. Yeah, he taught the group. It was it was unbelievable. That was a, Guys loved it. That was really fun. Yeah. But we talked about it's one thing to be able to generate power and force, but you also have to be able to flow and get into the position where that's going to be effective. Yeah. According to your range and stuff like that. So, I think that's important. But to get back to your point about Bruce, I just think the way that he would look at different things and have the spirit of discovery to find something positive through various martial arts or various training methods to make himself better, stronger, faster, all that. Yeah. That's, I think that's what we can take from that. And I think through that, you know, Guru Rick is a, a big proponent of us becoming more peaceful, better human beings. Yeah. And I think us who are under his group that's what we take from that There's a lot yeah. of very cool people yeah there is some great people that you've just hit something on there one of my students said it to me once and he's a really intelligent guy and he said to me he said i've often wondered does jeet kune do and carly does does it create happier successful and more intelligent people hmm. or does it attract happy successful and intelligent people i'm hoping it's the second one because i'm not you know what I mean? Sure. Me personally, I'm, I don't think I'm that intelligent. I think as I've got older, I've been steered in the right direction. And sure. people have said, yeah, just read that book. I think you'll like it, you know? Sure. And, yeah, I think what we what we really need to remember is, especially with guys like Danny and Osanto, we really have this... We have a lot, we have an obligation to not be you know for I, I don't want to use the word dickhead but we right. we we don't want you know we have an obligation not to be a clown yeah you because know, you're representing you know we're representing something way bigger than us way way bigger than us so who really like inspires you still in the martial arts training wise well obviously uh, Rick Fay because yeah. that's I have the great luxury to have Rick and his great gym and all of his instructors in my hometown. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, Rick and obviously Guru Dan as well. Uh, you know, I've been able to go to five, ten seminars through the years. And that's obviously a great inspiration. But in a technical, practical sense, it's Rick and the people that I get to work with there. I've always looked at Rick and because they always had this thing for years where, you know, it was like Rick was seminar trained because he didn't live in LA and, you mm -hmm. know, he'd go and do a seminar and then he'd come back and Rick Young was the same. Mm -hmm. And, but, but I see that, but I see it in all different arts. I remember years ago, guys watching Gracie Jiu Jitsu tapes mm -hmm. and they'd watch the tape and they only had three or four techniques, but they would drill the ass out of these techniques. Yeah. So, and, but these became really, when I mean solid fundamentals, I mean these were go-to things, right? And I've often thought, especially with Rick Fay, you know, 
I, I always I, I always find myself having to defend all my American friends mm. in England because they always say, oh, Americans need guns. And I said, well, maybe in New York City you don't need to. But if you go to Minneapolis or you go to the Midwest, you've got to remember, when the railroad came in, yeah. if the railroad hadn't caught up, the pioneers wouldn't have gone much further. You know, we, everyone knows about the Oregon Trail and stuff, but how many bloody corpses were left behind that right? right but this pioneering spirit and I really think Rick still has that with the martial arts because he's always you know Rick's always gone out and you know he's one of the biggest fans of chai and yeah. like you know we've sure. talked about Thai boxing everybody loves Thai boxing nobody loves being on the end of uh, Arjan Chai because that guy yeah you've heard the one right sometimes you have to bleed to learn right yeah so what, what was your thoughts first time you saw Arjan Chai Huh? Well, luckily, I never, uh, <laughs> he never held focus mitts for me. I never got that opportunity. Yeah. So, and that was okay with me. Yeah, I, 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 me too. Huh? One of the funniest things, I remember he had a guy up there holding focus mitts, and he smacked the shit out of this guy. And he said, maybe that wake you up a little bit, sir. And he had his little love. Yeah, first time he ever met me, he came up, he said, you are terrible, sir. And I said, yes, sir. He said, no, no, you are really terrible, sir. And I said, yeah. And then he slapped me about a little bit. Right. Keep hand up, sir. I, I will elbow you, sir. And I'm like, yeah. And he, he's no joke. Not a joke at all. Uh, and even at this age, sure. you know, he's, when he, Chai says do that, you just do it. Absolutely. Even if it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Well, that's why he's... That's why Master he's Arjun Chai. Yeah, he is Grandmaster Chai. That's why he's there. I think that's a good point about people that have uh, earned their ranks and their accreditation. There's a reason that they're those guys, the Dan and the Santos, Rick Fay. You know, pay attention to them. That's a they they cut a lot of uh, your homework time out if you just pay attention. It's like music with me. I come from a musical family. Yeah, and I learned a lot of stuff from my family members. If you pay attention, I think masters or whatever they leave, they leave clues for you. If you pay attention to them, you can learn quite a bit, right? Yeah. You have to do the work as well yourself, but you can really learn a lot. You mentioned watching tapes or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that, I don't think, because that's how we learn as martial artists. Yeah, you see somebody do it, then you get to try it. Maybe you see them do it again. You try it again and the more that you can ingrain these things into your being become second nature you 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 said that you said this yesterday because i, I really like what you said about you don't need the fancy stuff because we were talking about the meat and potatoes yeah right. and you said the more you do it yeah it just becomes part of you That's and right. then under pressure what happens second nature comes out well what's going to come out under pressure is what you right what you've ingrained your basics mm. you know we a lot of the Pentateuch and stuff you try to get that extra eye flick yeah right? yeah you know and, and I've heard Rick say this he said that might work this might work but if I grab the back of your head and elbow you <laughs> it'll work that will work yeah, yeah I like that one right it, it, I like that one of Rick Faye's where they always yeah when the first first time the UFC came out and the first thing they were like you know don't attack the groin that eye poke right. and he said but that was the first thing Bruce Lee used to say in a, yeah, in a fight first thing you do B.U.G you know eye jab to the eye, eye jab to the eyeball and then you know yeah, the now, take, now take to the groin well there's a difference in, in 
street self-defense and competition, obviously. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, so what's your, what's your views on where martial arts sits with you in your life? You know, because to compartmentalize it and to put it to where it needs to be, what, do, what, what does it serve for you? What, what, what benefits does it bring to your life? Well, to this day, it, it's kind of the same as why I got into it in the first place. And why I got into it was for a physical health kind of uh, yeah. standpoint. Which to this day, and you know, I've gone through my my knucklehead days where I was <laughs> drinking too much. You yeah. know, I don't drink anymore. And uh, you know, I, I tell pe- a lot of people this that if I didn't have the gym. Rick Fay, while I was really being a knucklehead, I think I would be in worse shape than yeah. I am now, right? Hey, so, he's in good shape. So I, I'm not in great shape, but I'm 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 probably in better shape than if I didn't have that opportunity. So yeah. so what it means to me now, it's kind of like maintenance. Uh, it, it it's a routine in my life that I like. I like the camaraderie of getting to hang with like-minded people. Yeah. Like I'm hanging out here in Birmingham on tour with Michael Bolton. Yesterday you picked me up through our fellowship through the martial arts. Yeah. Got to hang out with your great group of guys. They, they loved Indian it. dinner. Yeah, they loved it, right? And then I went yeah. back to the Malmaison and laid my head down, <laughs> man. And I was thinking life is pretty good. Yeah, so, this, if this is rock and roll, I, I can live with yeah. this. Yeah. So the music, you know, the music part is a is a great blessing because it takes me around the world. I've, I've gotten to play with a lot of great people. Like I mentioned Prince and now Michael Bolton, but I've, I work with Donny Osmond, Alexander O'Neill. Some of you guys may know. Yeah, Alexander, Alexander O'Neill still comes to Coventry. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wrote a song on one of his albums. Really? A number of years ago, yeah. Wow. And I played in Alex's band. I played with Richard Marks. I didn't know Richard Marks, really? Yeah. So, so the music thing is obviously my career, yeah. and the martial arts is part of my life that I still take care of and it takes care of me yeah. in a lot of ways it, it, it promotes health it doesn't hurt to be able to defend yourself yeah you know I'm and one of the things like we talk about you don't go out looking for fights when you can work your aggression out on a pad I think it's a stress release it makes you feel better yeah. right so and then you don't have to prove anything if you have a bit of confidence you know you could defend yourself to to some level you don't have to go be a dick and go prove it now you see this i i really believe and that's this. the biggest thing for me if you feel assured enough within yourself you don't have to be a dick and the problem right. is people will always meet you with like it will be the constant measure at force. What I give you, you will give me in return. Sure. You know, Eric, yeah, our dear friend, mutual friend Eric Paulson. Yeah. Yeah, he has a whole series based on the Jedi mind trick. You know, okay. where he'll kick you with a tie kick because he knows you'll kick you back. He'll kick back. Why? Because you're a you're a guy, and guys want to prove that they can be better than you at the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it works. And it is ridiculous. You know, you when you were talking about music there. Right, so it's a two-part question. Okay. So the first one is, what or what martial arts styles would you still like to study? Going forward. Yeah. I'd just like to continue the Kali. Yeah. Uh, Thai boxing and boxing are, are just good for your hand and, and cardio. Yeah. Hand and feet, you know, all that stuff. 
Uh, I'd like to get a little better with the Panatukan. Panatukan <laughs> I think is pretty, is, good, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like that, though. I mean, who, do, who doesn't want to look like Jason Bourne? Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, come on, man. No, I like that. So, so those are the main things. And, and uh, Jeet Kune Do concepts. And, this, and some of the still out? stuff. You still like Yeah, I try to get down there. I'm, a, I'm kind of a big guy. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not quite as smooth as like Peter Kwan. You're Peter Kwan? Yeah, <laughs> Peter, if you're listening, you're the man, right? Yeah. Now then. What what bands or musicians would you like to play with, and what style what style of music? Because I know you're a great blues man. I know you you can play anything, right? But is there anything that you've never played, style wise, that you like to go just to go just go in there and go? Yeah, I do this too. Is there anything? Well, one of my all time heroes is Stevie Wonder, and I've had the pleasure to meet Stevie two different times. Wow! I would love to play with Stevie Wonder. If you're oh, gonna ask me one, man. he's like. You know, he's he's the master. I can imagine you're doing really higher is. grinds right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Believe me, I've been in plenty plenty of bar bands singing Superstition or... Yes. You know, well, it's a staple, man. It's a staple. Where did you meet him? I met uh, Stevie the first time I was at the NAMM show in Los Angeles, yeah. which is like a, a music uh, convention of sorts. And I'm, I was with my Uncle Paul, who used to play with Morris Day in the Time. No way, Morris Day yeah. in the Time. I love uh, Morris Paul, Day in the Time. Yeah. St. Paul, and then uh, he was, uh, so he was in the Time, he was in Purple Rain. Yeah. And, and like I said, I come from a whole musical family, which yeah. you know some about. Yeah. But we were walking down at, at this convention, and I hit my uncle, I said, hey, there's Stevie Wonder right there, right? And Stevie walked right in front of us, and I walked, put my hand out, and I said, hey, Stevie. And he shook, he put his hand out to shake my hand. I said, hey, it's JP, how are you, man? And he's yeah. like, I don't know who this is, but I, but I still got to meet him, right? Yeah. And then the second time I met him, I just recently saw him in concert in Minneapolis. Uh, and I was given a backstage VIP meet and greet pass because yeah. my buddy was the guitar player with, with right. Stevie. And we had a little meet and greet, said the same thing, uh, you know, didn't say much. I just shook his hand again, told Stevie, I said, I love you, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. He is a legend. Yeah, guy shaped music. What's you, amazing you know what I mean? to me about Stevie is that he describes through his lyrics and his music this unbelievable world, right, of majesty and beauty, and he's never physically seen it, right? This okay. is all it's from crazy, his own mind. It? It's, I mean, that's he must have developed a, a sixth sense or some kind of yeah. other sense. But I think that leads kind of to artistic uh, things meshing on a higher level, whether it's music, whether it's martial arts. I think these things, the higher levels of them, right, exist out there somewhere. Yeah. And... The only way that you can really elevate yourself, musically, martial arts, is to truly humble yourself. Pay attention to those that are trying to teach you. Don't let your ego get in the way. Because you, that, you're done. That beats you every time. So yeah. just from a life philosophy, if you want to be taken on this great ride, just do what you do to the best of your ability. Be humble. Yeah. And you will be taught. It's a really old line, but they always say, you ever want to know how to conduct yourself in life, just always remember that you've got two eyes, 
you've got two ears, but you've only got one mouth. Mm. So the ears and the eyes should be doing four times the amount of work as the mouth, right? right. And I'm terrible, because I'm, yeah, I get paid to talk shit for a living now, so this is unbelievable. <laughs> but the art of living. Yeah. Right? The art of living, which is what we're trying to do. We're having, trying to take care of our families. We're trying to be happy. We're trying to live a good life. We're trying to set a good example for our kids. Whatever that is, yeah, it can be done. There's a lot of negativity in the world, right? How does that change? That changes by people that understand where the gifts come from, and they live that in their life, and they allow that light to come through their life, yeah. right? That's how it changes. Because we learn from each other. Yeah. And we have choices of who to learn from. Yeah. Right? We could go try to emulate this guy who likes kicking people's asses and thinks it's cool, right? Yeah. Or we could emulate this guy who wants to help somebody become a better human being. Yeah. And can teach you how to knock somebody out <laughs> that's if it. you have to. That's, it. that's the irony. It's like, right. I had literally 15 messages today from the guys and they were all saying the same thing. Man, this guy is so cool. He is so cool. And I've had this like revelation only recently because I don't know about you, but I've always been the guy that I, yeah, I think it's cool, you know, to get to hang out with cool people, but I don't ever want to be one of those guys looked up, looked up to mm. for, for answers or guidance sure, or sure. anything like that because I'm too lazy, right? So I've always spent my whole life and, uh, you know, I've been really blessed with, you know, my first ever karate instructor, Andy Margaret, unbelievable guy. And then obviously with yeah, with Terry Barnett, with Rick Fay, mm. yeah, with with, with Braulio Estima, you know, Rick with Neil Young. Simkin, Rick Young, all of these guys that I look up to and that now they're my friends, right? Yeah. And my teachers. And I I was I'm I was more than comfortable with being that guy. Mm. And then as the years have gone on, people start looking up to me. Hmm. And I feel shortchanged because I'm like, I don't want to be the guy to be looked up to. Because hmm. don't come look me for the answers because I haven't got them. Yeah, but you don't get to choose who you are, right? And that's what, that's, I think, where Rick Faye is really smart. Because hmm. Rick Faye said to me, he goes, one day you'll be the guy who needs to, he goes, you better get your act together. Yeah. Well, he, he said it in better words than that. Sure. Yeah, and he says, you need to make sure that everything's cool. And I went, why? He goes, because one day you will be who you think I am. And I was like, what? And he says, because you think I'm the guy that I get the answer for. He goes, no, I go to Guru Dan, because Guru Dan, and I can try <laughs> right. the guys give me the answers. Sure. But you think you think that I'm your first support call. Mm. You know, point of entry is I go and see Rick first. And he goes, and what will happen is people will come to you. And I went, I'm not ready for that. And then Rick said, it's like fatherhood, Mick. You're never ready for it. And it, yeah. but it is the truth. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, you don't realize what you're getting into, you know, it, yeah. how cool it is. But there's a there is a responsibility to, to sure. I, I, I think you were saying the art of living. I think especially when you've got something really cool, I think you've got the you've got a responsibility to show people, you know, you do the twenty four seven thing and yeah, you know me, I always say this. That like I, I wouldn't swap my life with right. anybody. I told Henzo Gracie, Henzo, you're the only person I would probably swap my life with. And yeah. that's only because he seems happier than I am. And I'm happy yeah. nearly all the time, right? But it's but it's the truth, right? Yeah, well, I think life, I think life is the totality of our experiences, good and bad, right? Yeah. We've all screwed up. You yeah. Know? And none of us are perfect out here. But what we can do 
is we can choose to try to be better. Yeah. It's that simple. Most people know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Try to choose to do a little bit better. Try to help. You know, <laughs> really. really. No, I, it, I, it, it's not... simple. And, and it, you know, we don't know. One of the things I think that a great teacher like a Guru Dan or Rick Faye, they'll, they'll kind of show you something, but they're not going to give you the whole answer. Because the answer you have to live and come to the awareness within your own self because then you own it yeah if you come to it through your own experience and understanding through their teaching right they help you see it but all that great stuff already exists yeah it's whether you can realize it and become aware of it and own it yourself you know what like in the most simplistic terms ever you know you can be told to eat broccoli for 20 years but until you realize broccoli is good for you you're never really going to enjoy broccoli you might just keep going for that mac and cheese box right (laughs) and mac and cheese is not the way forward Jason you should write a book on this man I tell you Uh, I'm just trying to do the best I can I'm, I'm thankful blessed and you know here we are in at the Melmaison. And then, I, I tell you what, every, I told my wife tonight, I said, I'm going to go and see, I'll, I'll be late, so I'm going to go and see Jason after the show. Mm. And I was like, where's he staying? I went to Melmaison. And she went, oh, really? Mm. Yeah, I said, yeah, trust me, Michael Bolton. Oh. Everyone always goes, you know, he's got a terrible haircut. Cause he, he, got, <laughs> he got the worst haircut for like, that, that mullet that he had he for years. He did shave the mullet though. Yeah, but then they, they still said it was a bad haircut. But I'll tell you something, right? He... Yeah, that guy, I'll tell you something, he puts you up in some good places. He does indeed. He's been, I'll tell you what, my connection with him has taken me all over this planet many times. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Got to hang out six continents so far. Six. Doing shows. And it blows my mind that that he can do, that just shows me what a huge star he is. That we can go play in Indonesia and Jakarta and the Philippines, Bangkok, Birmingham, <laughs> Spain, <laughs> you, you were South right. Africa. Until you went to Birmingham, you were great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Birmingham's cool. I yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. You've been here for been here since the 80s, right? Yeah, first yeah. time. Yep. Yeah, man. <sighs> when you were saying this about the art, I say this all the time about martial arts because one of my real... It's a bit of a bugbear for me because I see like this, especially, thank God it's gone now to a degree, but this reality-based stuff where you have to convince people how terrible the world is and there's a threat around every mm. corner. So you need, like Krav Maga do it quite a lot. Yeah, and creating the, the paranoia propaganda. Yeah, so yeah, and, it, yeah, and it's awful. And I, I, and you know, you train with these guys and at best you'll be a painter and decorator. So mm. in the music, in the music terms, at best, you're going to be a Japanese businessman singing my way on karaoke. Yeah, but it's true, right? Sure. So you'll know the words, and if people don't know, you, you might be able to get away with it. But you're not Sinatra. Right. And then it's like, I always say there's a clue in the, t- in the title, martial arts. Because it's the art, and we all want. I don't. I've never met anyone yet that doesn't want, doesn't aspire to be an artist. Right. Because you know, yeah, a pure, yeah, at its highest level, art is the soul singing man. It yeah. is basically that is shit that we can't put into words. That you like. I'll tell you. The first time I saw you on stage, I was like, 
man, now I can see what this guy is all about. Right, thank you. But no, because the first time we worked out together in Duluth. Right. So we're working out and we're in the hometown of Bob Dylan and right. yeah, and I just I just knew you were a cool guy. And then a great friend of ours, Diana Rathborn, said, you should work out with Jason Moore. He, he likes to bang, you like to bang, you're gonna be good, work out. And then she, like as an aside, she went, you know he's a really famous musician. <laughs> and I was like, really? And she went, yeah, but the crazy thing is, his grandmother is way more famous. And of course, yeah, and then of course I had to do it. And I checked it out. and. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about it if you don't mind. Not at Your all. grandmother was something else, right? She absolutely was. My, my grandmother was a world-class piano player, and she and my grandfather came up in Minneapolis doing radio when radio was the entertainment medium. You know, yeah. families would get together and listen to the radio. They were famous radio performers in the 40s and 50s, yeah, 40s and 50s before the advent of TV they had their own shows and and then my grandfather became the organist for the Minnesota Twins baseball team really I didn't know this yeah oh wow then when he passed away from cancer in 1969 my grandmother her name was Jeannie Arlen Peterson yeah she took over for him for about three or four years and then she raised her family of incredible musicians uh, we got my mother is Linda, Linda Peterson, Billy Peterson, who was a member of the Steve Miller Band for really? 25 years. And Steve just got uh, inducted into the uh, Grammy Music Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Steve Miller. Wow. And we got Uncle Ricky, who was uh, David Sanborn's music director. Wow. And he was a producer with Prince and uh, George Benson and did a lot of great stuff. Then my Uncle Paul... Uh, was in Purple Rain. He was also the lead singer of the group The Family, which was came out of the Minneapolis scene. Yeah. And then I, uh, I'm the first grandchild of that family, and I'm continuing, I guess, the family business, so to speak. But you know, this was the thing you told me last night, and I never knew this that you were you were you were born in Minneapolis and then brought up in New York. Yes. Yeah. And you, so you're Midtown. Yeah, I was in Midtown. My mom had a uh, had a record deal for RCA Records in 1974. So we, we moved there. My pop is from Brooklyn, so we uh, we lived in Midtown until I was about 10 and then moved back to Minneapolis. I tell you what, this is crazy. I didn't even know this, but myself and my wife went to see the Carol King movie. Yeah. So we go and see the Carol King movie and it, until you until you sit there and listen, like, okay, the Tapestry the album is awesome, right? Sure. And some of the music's great, but you forget that you you know you're sitting there and you're watching you're watching this in a theater you're on 42nd street and then you all these buildings that she's talking about are like within four or five blocks yeah, this is where it happened this is exactly where it's right. I, I had no idea i had no idea that exactly. uh, you know, obviously you know we know about motown and then you know about yeah you know, la when mm. everyone started moving out to la for the records and stuff but i had no idea about new york new york was like it was like the mecca at the time, right? Yeah. For music. Absolutely. And what sort of music was your mum? What was the record deal that she had? You know, it's funny you say Carole King because she was a, a big influence in my mom. She, right. My mom was a, a singer, songwriter, piano player. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that didn't pan out. But my mother was the second artist to sign a major deal out of Minnesota after Bob Dylan. Wow. And speaking of Bob Dylan, my uncle Billy played on Blood on the Tracks. 
Really? He was on those original recordings. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, I said this last night to my son, and apologies to Drake Ritchie, who's a dear friend of mine. What's up, Drake? Guy. Yeah, Drake, Drake lives right at the bottom of Lake Superior. Right. And I came back, first time I went to Duluth, I came back and I said to the guys, I understand why Dylan is so pissed off. And, and a couple of friends of mine asked me why, and I said, it's September, and Duluth is, it just starts to get miserable around there. Sure. One of the reasons I say that the, the Minnesota Kylie Group is so successful is during the winter time, what can you do? You can go train and that's about Here's it, right? Deal. You can't go to the beach. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You you're looking beach. at 10, 20 degrees below zero, snow on the ground. And I think in addition to it being a good uh, environment for martial artists, that's why Minnesota had a great music scene too. Right. Because you couldn't go screw around with your friends on the beach or whatever and be, you know, waste time outside. You had to find something to do inside, whether it be kicking some tie pads, swinging some collie sticks, practicing the saxophone, right? Yeah, that's it. And but I think it's, it's very conducive to working on your art. But yeah, I, I think once you get people together, and especially if, I, I like the way that, you know, Rick Faye says it, what you do is we get a load of people together working towards a common goal. Right. But the common goal is completely different because it's, the reasons they're there is like, some guys are getting ready for a fight. Some guys sure. have been beaten all through their life and they want to do it. And I looked at it and I remember the first time I looked at it and I said to, I said to Rick, I said, so what is the common goal? Common call is said to get through this rounds class in one piece, and that was the one that made sure. me smile because yeah. he goes, "Yeah, sure. he goes, they're all here for something else, but deep down they just want to get through in one piece, <laughs> kick ass, and get out the door." Right. Sure. Um, um, this is an aside only because I don't know if you ever seen it. Have, have you ever seen the clip of uh, it's while my guitar gently weeps, where? It's like George Harrison's son Danny is playing, Jeff Lynn is there, um, Tom Petty is there, and Prince comes in. I don't know if you haven't. I sure have. Yeah, that was for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That yes. I tell you what, I use that as the example because, yeah, I I thought Prince was a great. I thought he was really really cool across the board, but as a guitar player, that oh, guy shredded. was. Uh, he killed that. Yeah, yeah he killed. But they, they, they literally, the guys just faded back into the background and let that guy do yeah. do their stuff. That's one of Prince's strong points. Is he's such a great guitar player, and he's just a rock star. Period. Yeah, he just is. He has that aura about him, and you know, I learned so much. I worked for Prince for a couple of years. I learned so much just being around Prince. Yeah, yeah. You can't. It, you know, it's like hanging out with a great martial artist. If you listen and humble yourself, you're going to learn something. Period. If you want to be successful, just see what that successful guy does and just do what he yeah, does. Yeah, they leave clues, right? <laughs> and do you know what? The, the most the most successful and most with it people I've met are the guys that always pay it forward because they, they realize that there's a finite amount of money they can have in the bank. That's right. And there's a fin finite amount of years that they have. So they're like, do you know what? Here, I'll and every now and again, if you're lucky, they will take you under their wing and they'll say, listen here, mm. I'll show you that shortcut. But then if you're a dick... Exactly. You, you can blow it. You blow it for yourself. Uh -huh. Because I, I believe this, you know, we talked about artistry, right? Martial art, music art. Yeah. I think the highest levels of those arts 
are being in touch with the creator however you see that yeah because that's where all this stuff all these gifts that we as human beings are given we these are blessings right yeah so if you treat it as a blessing and you take care of it and you share with others and and you care about the well-being of others yeah that's when you're going to get rewarded that's when you get blessed period that, that, I, I remember I remember Guru Dan you know Santo said it once he said it so well he says everyone he goes when you're a young guy you think you own this mm. he said you're moving around and you think that's you and he goes you don't realize you're a custodian of that ability for yeah. a short period of time and then somebody else will get that yeah and I remember Rick Fay saying it to me once he said yeah, you get into the point. He said, "You get into the point now where you're thinking maybe you should stop competing, or you get into the point where you're starting to feel a little bit. The injury's starting to mount up, yeah. and do you have to work around your injuries now?" And I said, "Yeah, a little bit." And he goes, "How do you feel about that?" And I said, oh, "It sucks, man. I hate it." Mm. And he said, "You should have appreciated it while you had it." And I like <laughs> literally, that was what I was like. Right, right, You're the guy I go to for the answers here. Tell me what I want to hear, but. Teachers right. don't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what you need to hear. That's right. And, and yeah. I think part of, you know, you ask, you know, what do I want to get out of martial arts now is staying healthy, staying flexible, moving forward. This is a lifelong process, mm. right? Yeah. Look at Dan and Asanto. He's Is he 80 yet? He's 80 this year. And you watch him move, you can tell that the art served him well yeah right yeah. so that's something i think that we collectively can take from that yeah and we don't have to be uh punishers as we get older but you do the movements you get your work in and that in itself keeps you flexible keeps you healthy keeps your mind right yeah and you know what i mean i think that's that's but, a big you know what this is this is the thing it's what do you, what do you want out of it do you want do you want mental well-being yeah, yeah. or do you want the ability to kick ass or do you want to just be able to turn around and say, you know, I did some good in the world today. That's yeah, right. we did that yesterday. We, that, yesterday, I got to say, hanging with your group was such a blessing to me. He invited me in, and we we ran through the class, and yeah, everybody had a great attitude. That, you know, I had more fun doing that. Don't tell Michael Bolton this, <laughs> but I had more fun hanging with you guys oh, man, yesterday no, I, than I did doing the show the night before. No, and that is the absolute I, truth. No way, man! I tell you something. If Michael Bolton hears this, he won't be happy, man. <laughs> no, he won't. He will be. He'll be ready. He'll be ready to go. So, musically, mm -hmm. who's taught you the most? Uh, it's a collective. I've, yeah. I've had many great teachers. Um, I would say, first and foremost, my own family. Yeah. My grandmother, my mom, my aunt, my uncle Billy, my uncle Ricky, my uncle Paul. I learned so much for, within my own family because they had 50, 70 years of experience in the business already. By the time I'm, you know, 10 years old going, wow, that's kind of cool. I yeah. like to do that. So they offered me some shortcuts, right? And so they taught me a, a lot. Um, I had to do the work and play the scales. You know, playing the scales is is like doing abecedario, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You have to learn the language, right? It's the ABCs, man. It's the same with music. You know, you have to put the time in and learn the language, and then you can learn to speak the language on however you want to use it. But you need, you need the basic tools. So I think training martial arts... The, 
to this day, I love going to phase one at, at the Minnesota College Group. Yep, exactly. I really do. Same here. You know exactly what you're going to do. You don't have to think too much, but no. you have to think a bit, and you can but add it, the pressure. it keeps the fundamentals in there. It keeps it solid. And it's, yeah. and it's just like... It's just like music. You gotta you gotta run the scales down, all that kind of stuff. But the, the a couple of other great music teachers, obviously Stevie Wonder, mm. just by listening to his records. Um, John Coltrane. Oh I'm wow, a sax player man. As well. Yeah. Uh, David Sanborn. Yeah. Prince. I said that. Yeah. Before and Babyface is another one. Ba- the producer Babyface. Babyface. Really. Yeah. And one more I gotta say, no, two more. Yeah. As a vocalist, Mr. Michael McDonald. Love it, man. We were, the on, we were on about him last night. Yeah. That guy has got a voice like silk, man. One of my all-time favorites, and and uh, James Ingram is another wonderful. Yeah, I'm gonna be there, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. I tell you something. When we work, especially when we start working any of the energy drills and the Hubert and stuff, I always say to the guys, you've got two ways of doing this. You can bash and smash, and you can, like, bear in mind, I saw Motley Crue and I love Tommy Lee. Yeah, I I think they're great for the performance and the whole. Yeah, I like the. Like, Nicky Six will turn around and say, Yeah, I'm not even the best bass player. He he does the whole, like, the best drummer in it, Beatles. He says, I'm not even the best bass player. In right. Motley Crue, because he knows he's the luckiest dude in the world. Yeah. Nikki Sixes, right? But you can be like Tommy Lee and just bang your way through it. Yeah. Or you can be like Teddy Prendergast, Barry White. Smooth, baby. Just smooth. <laughs> like, but that's the way you want to treat your training. You, you go in there, in and out like a thief in the night, man. Here's something that I think correlates between the music and the martial arts. I like to call it the 75% glide. Right. right. Say you're flying a plane full throttle, pull it back to 75. Even when you're training rounds, even when you're doing drills, or when you're playing a show musically, there's a concept of pulling it back just a little bit that gives you a little bit more flow, it yeah. gives you a little bit more fluidity, and it gives you a little more coolness. <laughs> Because you're not trying too hard. Effortlessly cool is what they call it, right? Like George Clooney. George Clooney is cool because he doesn't try to be cool. It's it's a concept, and anybody can do it. Just pull it back a little bit. You don't have to prove that you can hit the drums harder than anybody or punch somebody harder than anybody. Yeah. You know? What what are we saying in class yesterday? what we're talking about smooth is the smooth is fast exactly yeah smooth is fast yeah always gracie said that years ago when yeah. somebody i was trying to go really fast goes no no smooth is fast. right and, and also you're programming your i said neurotic system you did, yesterday yeah, yeah. Woody, Neuro- Woody Allen <laughs> martial arts. oh my god i'm training my neurotic system <laughs> no your neurological system learns i believe when you slow down and, and learn it slowly first you, right. share, share it's that, the same with music share that story you were saying about where they did that clinical trial of negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement oh, remember, right. remember when they would get that guy some puzzle to solve yeah, absolutely this, this kind of ties into uh, being a coach or a trainer there was a it was like a game where you try to fit shapes into the board game I forget the name of the, yeah. the thing but they did a, a clinical trial 
they did one group where the guy was just negative. Ah, heck, you're never going to get it. You suck. You can't do it. Ah, well, you better hurry up. Time's running out, right? Yeah. Those people failed 90% of the time. The other study group, they said, all right, you're looking good. Just breathe. You, you got this. You can do it. Just take your time. Think about it. Yep, you got it, right? That kind of positive reinforcement, 90% of those people succeeded. Unbelievable, isn't so it? So that says something about how you treat your, your fellow brothers, sisters. A kind word, encouragement, helps them to achieve. Everybody wants that. This is the thing. I always say this, right? You want you want excellence in anything, there's two things. Repetition is the mother Absolutely. of all skill, right? But I think praise is the father. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? Even when someone does, I, I've seen guys come join me, and literally the only good thing they've done in the whole class mm. is they've managed to put their they've managed to put the tie pads on correctly. Mm. That, but you know what? I'll turn around and tell them they did that great. You know, and then you build up and you build up and you build up. Man. Yeah, but That's if we're promoting the art and want people to get it right and get something positive, then be positive about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, have fun. We want to create an environment where we're having fun. We got a good workout. Yeah. And when the person leaves your gym, they go. Like yesterday, everybody had a great time. Everybody Because we made it fun. We did some cool stuff. Yeah. It made them think about it. But then at the end, getting some good conditioning. They got to banging out. Everybody felt good. You walk out the door like a champion. With a smile. Yeah. And you, and you know what? You walk out the door like a champion. And not only that, you're too bushed from kicking to iPads to even want to argue with anybody. <laughs> right. that, hey, come on. Right. That's a great one for life. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Jason, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Okay. Thanks love for your you, time, brother. I love you, you so too, much. man. Great Thank to you, be sir. Over here. Hey, man. <laughs> Jason, shameless plug time. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> if anybody wants to find out about my music, I'm at www.jpdmusic.com. And uh, I'm on Facebook, Jason Peterson Delaire. Uh, it's a shame it isn't going out around Valentine's Day because, trust me, if you play this guy in the background... you got to keep it smooth, baby. 75% percent <laughs> Chili sauce. <laughs> Chili sauce. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. That's M-I-C-K-S Martial Arts. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. Wow. Ah, ah, ah.